Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Tammy Rogers, owner of Paparazzi, not just a mobile grooming spa, but they're your pet's personal beauty agents, and they're passionate pet lovers, catering to your pet like the true celebrities that they are. Fantastic. <laughs> hey, Tammy, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're so, so welcome. Can you expand a bit more on, you know, where you are with your business today and who, who do you love working with? I, I'm, I'm sorry, who do I have working with? Who do you love to work with? Uh, I love to work with animals. <laughs> I do like people too. Um, so we're really a, a mobile pet spa. We've been in business 13 years. Um, mm-hmm. May was 13 years. And we franchised in 2015. Why did we franchise? It was kind of my dream to retire. I figured everybody thought I was a franchise already. I used to get calls all the time going, hey, are you a franchise? Or people would ask. And I think it was just because of the presentation of our vans that they assumed we were bigger than we were. So I'm like, let's roll with it and let's do it. And so we looked into it and um, franchise consultants thought that we had something good. Yeah. And I had already had multi vans at the time, multiple vans. So we're like, let's let's give it a whirl, and that's kind of how we we started the franchise part of our business. Oh, fantastic! So you you've built your business to the stage that it is today, and then, okay, what can I do to expand? How do we move forward? And it's almost like this opportunity came to you rather than this was the the goal at the time. So what was it like for you as? as you look to sort of scale and grow your business and this opportunity sort of fell into your lap? Uh, Well, we had multiple bands at the time, which we had employees at the time. And I was like, okay, I either put another van in operation, then I have to hire another employee, or I share my business idea, my business in a box. I train people to duplicate a system. And I now work more with business-minded individuals, business owners versus employees and nothing against employees because we obviously always need them. But I, it, was a, it was that fork in the road. We were, again, strapped for, we couldn't take any more clients. So it was either add another van or promote the idea of franchising. And at the time, there really was only one or two other mobile franchise companies out there. Mm. And I thought, well, they've been doing it. So I felt my branding was good enough. And I thought, why can't we do it? Like we should do it. And so it it took a little bit of work. And obviously the consulting really helped me a Mm. lot, bring it together. 
so what was it like for you as a business owner to to enter that world of you know franchising of you know obviously building a business hiring people is oh my gosh that is a whole load of challenges all wrapped up in there alone but to be able to to yeah put your business in a box be able to put it out there have that with you know regular income coming through it's a new different business model so what was the maybe what what was what was tough about that what was inspirational and what was uh oh here's a brand new thing that i've got to learn how to do well like i said i didn't do it by myself i had a consulting firm and i absolutely learned a ton i traveled to them and i went for a week for schooling so coming back it was just trying to figure out how do you how do you make this go when you're when the position that you're in and your lifestyle um, dictates that you still work a table. <laughs> um, it's not like, hey, I franchised and I just invested a bunch of money into a franchise and I have bills to pay, but I can't just go back and say, you know what, I'm just going to start buying leads. I don't think people understand that. Um, they don't, I don't think they understand how, it, how much it takes to sell franchises. And I don't think I really realized it either at the time. I thought, you know, hey, I could do this. It's not that big a deal, but you got to buy leads or you've got to find a lead generation system or you've got to figure out how you're going to get people to find you or how you're going to promote your brand. And then you're on a very shoestring budget, right? I only had one franchise at the time. So what money that was coming in off of that was my budget, but I had to still pay my attorneys and I had to pay, you know, so by the time you pay out all that stuff, um, my budget was small, you know, I didn't have a lot of money. And I thought, and then I had that, that um, revolving thing of, well, you know, you can do some portals and you'll get like 600 leads a month. And that's going to cost you about $6,000 a month. And I didn't realize how much you have to literally handle those leads to even get them to the point of even knowing if they're legit. And uh, the statistics show 12 times, 12 times you got a, a email, text, phone call. I couldn't get over the texting at first. That was something new to me. Everybody's like, well, just text him. I'm like, that's so unprofessional. But really and truthfully, that's the way people communicate now. Yeah. They don't pick up the phone. So you could call them a hundred times, they never answer and they don't listen to voicemails or they don't have a voicemail set up or it's full. <laughs> so you have to text them and then emails go to spam. So it's a challenge all the time. Like you got to figure out your way around those, those leads. And, and with this whole new part of the journey, because obviously building your business, that's a different type of lead generation, your customers, your clients, right. with the pets that you, that you, that you serve and treat like gods and goddesses. Yeah. <laughs> this is slightly different from reaching out to people who are looking to buy a franchise and move forward with this. Totally different. Totally so different relationship. I guess you, you've seen something work and now you've got to reprogram your brain and your marketing and your business side to do something completely different. So um, what was that transition like? Um, I'm sure it was rough. Um, I had a script. <laughs> I had a script. I've learned to, to tweak my script a little bit. The relationship I have with my customers is very professional, very, but very warm, very inviting. Mm. This is somebody I don't know anything about. So obviously I'm, I'm going to be very professional, but I don't know them. 
and I'm not handling their pet or getting to know them. So yeah, it's, it was a whole different way of meeting people at where they're at, but I found it's really and truthfully about their story. Like, what are they looking for? What do they want? Mm. So I allow them to tell me, I interview them kind of like you interview me. I interview them and that way they, they share because then I can tell, is this really a good fit? Is this really something you really want to do? This is your baby. This is your brand. So I guess you want to make sure that are they the right kind of, again, oh my gosh, the, the journey of hiring people, having employees who care about your business and represent your brand now to have a whole different level um right take your 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 business baby and and be able to take it forward is is that tough sometimes to for you to find the right person regardless yes. whether they want it or not you have to be the one to say yes yes you can have it yes you, that's a great question that is so true because i have experienced what i would call <clears throat> would turn out to be a rogue i call them rogue rogue franchisee they would be somebody that immediately wouldn't follow a system they would be the first person to complain because it's not working for them. Mm. And you can kind of in the interview process, you can, you know, they start asking questions like, well, what if I wanted to do it like this? It's kind of like, you know, if you want to reinvent the wheel, it's probably best you just create your own. Mm. If you can't follow a system to success, that's really what a franchise is. It is a, a system that's been created. That's, duplicatable that's easy to follow and if you follow it it works if you are out there trying to groom horses out of your mobile van and we do dogs and cats and that may not work for you i mean it's just you, you think about these things but people well what if i want to go and groom somebody's dogs that was 50 miles away mm. that's not your territory why would you go 50 miles outside of your again you have you you see where their mindset is and it kind of lets you know either they're either coachable and they're going to they're going to be okay mm. or they're going to be always out there doing something they probably shouldn't be doing so do you find it's a different breed of entrepreneur that wants a right. franchise that wants to grow their own business and there is a nuance to it that's that you're again through this ah oh, through this journey you're fleshing out and finding what's the right what's the right path for you actually Right. It is. It, it's trying to figure out really, I know where I want to go. It's just getting there and it's been baby steps at, at getting there, but it's something that I will appreciate this journey. When I look back on it going, boy, remember all those hiccups and many times I went off the road, you know, and, and at the end of the day, it'll be like, it was all worth it. It was all worth it because it, it taught me something. I tell my attorney this all the time. I'm like, well, guess I was supposed to learn something from that because I wouldn't have learned that any other way, but I learned it the hard way. And you just, that's how I look at life. I mean, I really and truthfully do. Isn't that the absolute opposite of a franchise model? That it's, you don't have to learn it the hard way. It's been done for you. You've, they, they're right. buying all the mistakes, all the, the ways of not working, all the equipment and methodologies. So you are leading the way paying with money with time right. with energy with peace of mind of all right. these mistakes so other people don't have to correct correct if they 
they don't have to, like I said, they don't have to try to fix it. It's not broken. And when I see somebody that's like a hundred percent on, then it's that figuring out, are they emotionally ready or are they financially ready? Or is it a combination of both? Because a lot of times you get one or the other, and then it doesn't work. Again, it's that hundred, hundred leads to get one is kind of how this system works. It doesn't matter what you're selling. Why, why do you think it is so tough to have that sort of full house? Bingo, they have everything, mental, emotional, financial. What? Because I think people all have dreams. I mean, I think there's a lot of people that look at what I have and go, I want that. That looks so fun, right? I want to play with dogs all day, which we don't play with dogs all day, but we work. And, but they think we do. And we do enjoy ourselves, but at the end, it's still a job. It's still a profession. It's still a career. And it is, it is physical labor. And so you get those people that look at this, the prettiness of it, right? They, they think it looks like something they want to get involved in and they're all in emotionally, Mm. but then you're like, okay, well, here's a request for consideration form, fill this out. And it kind of gives me a bird's eye view into their financials so that I can help guide them the best way to find them money. And there's just no way they're going to qualify for something like that. So mm-hmm. you get, you don't know what kind of person you're going to get. You know, sometimes you get the person who's got all the money. I had a gentleman from uh, uh, Australia and uh, he lived in California and he wanted to buy up all of San Diego and he was all excited and, but he wanted to do it his way. He did not, there was no system for him. It was like, why, well, what if I do this? And I could just see that turning into such a disaster. I mean, it was like, we, we couldn't come to an agreement. Yeah. Um, because I just didn't feel that was going to work. And, and that was really sad because again, that's, it's an opportunity, but those opportunities, if you allow them in that aren't good from the beginning can go bad really fast. And oh, it's, it's, it's a relationship. It's the brand as well. There's so many, I mean, we can right. talk about this, make us more sort of global for, for everyone out there. It's about the right clients that you bring on, saying yes and no to the, to the ones that, you know, oh my gosh, we've all done this. When everyone right. starts, they take on all the clients they want. You've probably <laughs> taken on all the naughty pups that you shouldn't have, whatever it might be. Right. It's, the case of, it's, it's tough. We learn those lessons. Same with employees, bring the right people, the right team members. So yep. bring on the right- the people that are- in alignment with you mm. yeah beautiful so it's, oh my gosh we're going down a rabbit hole of all these challenges and worries and stresses and oh it's a different world it's a different level of entrepreneurship but going behind the scenes for you oh my gosh what's what's it been like personally as you've obviously as you sort of grown through this but you're not just wearing the hats of you know the family mom helping other people employees clients doing the work doing the job being the business owner now you're frank all these aspects there are so many different hats that you're wearing what's it like for you as you as you sort of navigate this this new journey overwhelming it really is if i have to i i this is the common phrase that i hear that comes from not only my family comes from friends comes from clients that know what I do 
And they always say, I don't know how you do it. I don't know when you sleep. If I honestly, and this probably will make me emotional because I don't think about it. Honestly, the, the rawness of this is that the real fact is if I had to think about it, it would freak me out. I just go. <laughs> I don't think about it. I don't worry about it. I, I'm not a worrier. But yeah. if I had to sit down and really think about everything I needed to do, yeah, it's I. You're in my calendar. You're in my calendar. It's that's just how it is. And I've just functioned that way. I'm in hyperdrive probably most of the time. I sleep really good at night, though. I can tell you that when I do lay my head on the pillow, I am out. There is no issue sleeping. But I don't. I don't worry about what's going to happen tomorrow. I just do it. So I don't know, even know how to, what that is, but I don't know how, sometimes I don't know how I keep it together as good as I do. I think mm -hmm. it's, I think it's a protective barrier that I put around myself because I feel like I can't be weak. I'm not allowed to be vulnerable. I'm not allowed to be weak. You know, I have to hold it all together. I feel like the weight of the world is literally on my shoulders sometimes. So that's, that's how I feel. <laughs> I think as, as a solopreneur turned CEO turned franchise, oh my gosh, there is so much weight of, of this. Everyone is there to be served. Everyone needs your help. Um, there's an awful lot in this. I think every business owner ever feels this in some level. I think what you've just described there is there's a blessing and a curse. Mm -hmm. to, yeah. To not be able to worry I know people who give their left arm not to worry. It's like, oh my gosh, me personally, just just you know, forget all the clients we've served. My story, I will always find the next thing to worry about. There's always the next thing. There's always something else. There is, you can <laughs> see a train. That for me was the biggest thing that I had to, to work through and to overcome. So to hear the exact opposite of, I don't worry, blessing and a curse, that's some, that's, 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 that served you well. However, on the flip side of the duality, there is this barrier, this armory, which is like, this is what I need to do to move forward. Yes. Everyone has a different journey. So with, with your journey through this, I mean, I know you, you said you, you haven't really explored this. You haven't really spoken about it as the business owner. I don't share it. I, I don't share it with people. I'm sharing it with you and you're a total stranger. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm just you know, crazy. You know what I mean? Guy. No, seriously. It's like, think about it. I don't get vulnerable like that with the people that I know. I just don't. Is that, is that your, is that your safety mechanism? Is that the way for you to? It's gotta be, it's gotta be a, it's gotta be a mechanism, a, a protective mechanism because Tammy can't fall apart. Right. She's not allowed. <laughs> She's just not allowed. That's me. That's not them. That's me. That's me that says, you got to hold it together. The day my dad passed away, it was unexpected. And it was, I just went into this mode of fix, fixed it all. Like make this call, do this. There was zero emotion. I actually went out in the van and I groomed dogs. Do mm. you see what I'm saying? It's like, there was no emotion there was no tears i i was like this is what happened this is the next step this is what we have to do and i am a daddy's girl <laughs> you know so 
but I didn't, everybody else fell apart. Everybody else felt, you know what I mean? They all showed their emotions. They all cried. It was very emotional, but I didn't do that. Mm. And so again, I feel like I have to always hold everything together, whatever it is. That's just being the honest truth. <laughs> yeah. And in, in business, when you're responsible for your clients and obviously their, yep. their best friends and your Everybody's. staff and your family, we were joking offline and, you know, seeing <laughs> what, what is it like for you? And you're like, I'm a giver, I'm a fixer. That's what I do. And so many, so many entrepreneurs are, all this comes from a passion. It's a passion project. It's what we want to do which means we, we give, we give and give and give and give. Rarely do we think of ourselves through this or I'll fix me later. That's, right. You're right. Resume? I'll worry about me later. I am the, I am the last. I mean, and when I carve out some time for myself, I sometimes feel guilty for it. I sometimes feel like I need permission to do for me. You know what I mean? I feel yeah. like, oh, well, you know, go, go and get my hair done. I mean, that's like a reprieve for me. <laughs> it's, like, it's time for me to get my hair done, you know? <laughs> so, and, but it, but again, it's like, I, it's not that I'm not getting phone calls or text messages that somebody doesn't need something during my hair appointment. <laughs> so. Well, and, you said I, you had to, within the office today, you had to lock the door, make sure no one comes through this because for the next hour, oh my gosh, you're bolted in here. You're, you're, you cannot be. In. True. True statement. Cause I, I, uh, help my daughter. She works for me on Mondays and her husband's a firefighter. So I have the babies to help out so she can work for me. Right. Otherwise I don't have an employee right now. And so she works and, um, you know, I can't do an interview with the grandbabies running, running loose and noise and pups. So yeah, barricade myself in here and lock the door. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> There is the, the carnage, the chaos of being the entrepreneur. Yes. No one, no one told us about all this stuff when we first started. <laughs> I mean, did you did you have this sort of you know just this rose tinted lens version of you know what I'm going to do this and it's going to be amazing. Yeah, it's going to be work, but it's going to be cool. And then the reality kicks in. Absolutely. I didn't know what to expect to be honest, and I still on a daily basis don't know what to expect. I'm just grateful when something positive is rolling my direction. And I feel like, Hey, embrace that, Tammy, you know, accept it in because it's a lot of stumbling blocks along the way and a lot of learning curves mm. that I've had to navigate through, but it's, it was not, it, it is not like I thought it was. That's for sure. It's not like I thought it was. I, I but I didn't have an expectation a hundred percent. Cause I don't think I knew what to expect, but yeah. it's definitely been probably more work Mm. And you know, when they teach and they tell you those things like, Hey, the sooner you can leave the grooming table, the quicker you can build your brand. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my goal was five years. My goal was five years. I set that for myself. I missed mm. the mark. <laughs> I didn't do it in five years. Well, so, and actually let's, let's call a space. There's been an awful lot going on <laughs> as you've been trying to work through this. So yeah, it, it, it's easy. What comes first? removing away from the company or having the revenue to build and bring more people on there's always this and we can oh, oh we're it's finding <laughs> the team of people to work with you we'll, we'll we'll find 
we'll find the excuses that we need. We'll always find the right thing to keep us a little bit safer, a little bit smaller. I think everyone has that little trait within them, whether they admit it or not. Right. Um, and it's, it's it's this glorious roller coaster world of being the entrepreneur. <laughs> so what what is it that that keeps you going right now? Because with all the the ups and the downs, with all the the pressure on yourself, um, everything you shared with me. What what is it that what helps you to keep on going? I'm not a quitter. I don't quit. It doesn't matter what you throw at me. I won't quit. But I may stumble through and make a fool of myself in the process, but I won't quit. I just don't. I don't believe in it. I, when I set my mind to something, <clears throat> it's going to happen. It may not happen in the time frame I wanted it to. It may not happen yeah. as smoothly as I wanted it to, but I'm all about, and I think that's why I don't really worry because I don't, I mean, I know that I do control part of my destiny, but I mm. don't control everything. And I've allowed, I've given that to a greater power. I say, you know what, God, this is in your hands. You I'm going to do my part down here, but I need some help and I'll ask for it. And I feel like I allow that guidance to take me there. But then I, when things go wrong or things happen that, that throw me off course a little bit, I always say, what was I, what was I supposed to learn from that? What's my takeaway? And then what am I supposed to do with that information to move forward? So I stay out of the ditch. I don't lay there for too long. (laughs) <laughs> in the yeah, you've you got to see it, up. acknowledge it. But like, acknowledge what, it. what you just said there was fantastic. I think it was Dale Carnegie in one of his books was talking about um, back in the old days, but worry, <laughs> worry. Right. And one of the methodologies to work through it is understanding control, what you have control over and what you don't. And be able to, for him, I think it was religion and God to be able to, okay, God, this is for you. I, I, I'm going to pack, give this to you. You can unpack this. You can work on this. But for me, I can't hold this. There's nothing I can do. So right. I have released this. Now I can focus on the things I can control. And I think and if, if that's the only thing you take away from this episode, that is, is life-changing. And that's how I feel. I really, really feel. It's, I don't really, I'm not the, I am not a why me person. I'm not like, well, why me? Why did this happen to me? that's really not who I am. I, I really, I look at where's the silver lining in this shit show. (laughs) Let's let's be real. Where is it? It's gotta be somewhere as bad as it can get. There's a silver lining in there. I might have to dig for it. It might show up two months from now, but it'll be there. And I, that's how I, that's how I, I think that's what keeps me going. I think that perception I, there, you, you can always find the threat in anything. You can always find the opportunity. It's what your brain is wired to look for. So you can, you can manipulate. There's no such thing as truth. It's a right. perception. We both can see the same thing and have different opposite views. Yep. Perceive so it differently. Your perception is, is your, is your skill. That's what's kept you going. And that's what's going to make sure that you, you succeed because there's, there's no plan B. There's no, there's no plan B. I don't have a plan B. I'm retiring someday and it'll be doing this, whether I sell this entire business to somebody 
And that's where I, my retirement or whether I build it to an empire and retire that way. But I will work this business. It, it, it'll, it'll, it's going to be successful. I already know that. Hell when, yes. You know, I just believe, I believe, I fully believe that. And I'm excited. I'm excited to share it with people. I really am. I'm excited to be able to be on your show and just talk a little bit about it because I, I really feel like I'm a relationship person. I'm a relationship builder. And I want to work with people that look at joining the franchise as part of my family. Um, it's not about, hey, whoever's got money, let's join. No, I really want a relationship with that person. And that's how I want to build my, my business. I don't want just anybody. I want people that I like. They like me. We can work together. We can work through any hiccups we might have along the way, you know, and so I, I would like to say that I'm a little bit on the choosy side. I choose them as much as they can choose me. It's not yes. just a one-way street. It is not one way. It has to be both. That yeah. is beautiful. Hey, Tammy, thank you so much for, for being on the show to share not only what you do and, and the amazing work you do, but behind the, the scenes as a franchise owner of what, what it takes, what's going on. It's, it's been fascinating. So thank you so, so much. Well, I really appreciate you letting me share my information and put it, let me on your show. You're so, so welcome. Look, if people want to find out more about you and the, your business, where can they find you? Well, we have uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I can give you those. I don't know if you're going to put them like in the, put them up in the recording or not, but our website is uh, paparazzimobile.com. And then our Facebook page is uh, Paparazzi Mobile Pet Spa Fan Club. And then our Instagram is paparazzi international and we share all the puppies that we groom. We, we have, you know, stories, we put our family stuff in there a little bit. So people kind of know who we are and go from there. And then of course you can always call, call me direct. There's a phone number on that website. Super stuff. Well, everyone, if you're curious, go and check it out. But Tammy, thank you oh. so much again for, for sharing so openly with us today. It's been, it's been so insightful. Oh, thank, thank you again for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, you're so welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.